You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. So I'm in an interesting situation right now. Nada, we talked a little yes. bit. I shouldn't say a little bit. We talked a lot about what we're going to be discussing on the actual show today. And the other thing I forgot to mention to you that I'll go ahead and peel back the curtain for you right here, right now. in the recorded version of all of this is that I am currently doing this recording at my girlfriend's house uh-huh. and she has two golden retrievers. And uh-huh. because my mic cord is messed up and it goes in and out, I need a flat space for my base to be able to lay on. So okay. the cord doesn't get messed up. I can't hold the mic. Yeah. And so I have to go out into an office type area in order to record this, but that often means being at mercy of noises that the dogs make. And right now I'm not lying to you right now. I've got a golden retriever looking directly at my face right now as I'm trying to record. Okay. Can you hear the panting? I cannot. I can. Okay, Probably good. other people can. Probably okay. other people can because people <laughs> generally hear the garbage truck or the birds that you hear chirping in the background uh-huh. whenever I'm recording at my typical space. I'm pl- I am also playing a road game as well today. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I again, this is the road game version edition of the podcast today. And you know what? People will deal, Walker. People yeah. will deal. I- Oh, it might even be entertaining if one of them gets a squeak toy laying around somewhere oh, that I'm sure I didn't hide and or they found a way to grow opposable thumbs to then reach into a cabinet to get one of their squeak toys. I'm sure that's going to show up on the podcast as well. Let's talk about the ultra moment of the year. Nada Michelob has been a proud sponsor of us. We they have been, and we have appreciated we appreciate Michelob Ultra. Um, as much as any partner that we've had on this show. So they are sponsoring a moment of the year. So each week we identify some of the biggest moments from the playoffs, maybe play in game that didn't happen for the Hornets. So we got to go back to the regular season and uh, find what happened about what gave us joy, what created success because enjoyment, it's not the end game. It's the whole game. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Michelob Ultra, it should be the beer for you. So let's go back and discuss some of the moments that we've already had in previous episodes. It was the miracle at midnight 2.0 when PJ Washington came up with the big three and then Malik Monk. He also hit a three point play at the end to seal it. Sacramento comes crumbling down. We discussed LaMelo ball us winning the third overall pick to select the rookie of the year. Mm -hmm. That's one of the best moments of the year. And now we're going to go back and pretty much break down. Yes. Not a what I think is your favorite moment of the year. You loved it when it happened. All Hornets fans loved it when it happened. It was Miles Bridges dunk against the Atlanta Hawks. And we can talk about the Hawks because we're going to talk about the comparison between Atlanta and Charlotte, the way that both of these teams have been built. And because they just won last night, upset the Milwaukee Bucks. What better moment to discuss than Miles Bridges dunk against Clint Capella that essentially ended his life? Yes. No, no. Like, like, here's the thing. If there is any other Hornets moment from this year that you love more than this than this dunk, 
I'm sorry. You are a cop. You are a fed. You are an op. You are not to be trusted. I'm sorry. The Miles Dunk is the moment of the year, and it's not even close. Not close. Like, there, it, the distance between me and you physically, Walker, is the distance between this, this moment and every other moment. It's not close. And I honestly, I don't care your opinion. You can share it with me on Twitter. I'm just going to block you and move on and move on with my life. <laughs> it's that serious. Not as going it's to block you if you have any other idea as to what the moment of the year is. So just for fun, I typed in Miles Bridges dunk because there are plenty to choose from. In yes. fact, there's more than one example that you could type in with Miles Bridges dunk against the Hawks. You would find multiple dunks. Uh, not, I think we talked about our favorite dunk being against the Hawks before this game on April 11th. Yeah, I, I, it was the baseline. Got, yeah, it's the baseline dunk where Dwayne Dedman basically look was got uh, caught slipping on the on the baseline it's and then i believe he did the vince carter handlebars after that one if i'm not mistaken because that was his rookie year yeah vince was still on the team um all right so let's talk about this dunk against how do you want to start this nada do you want to try to go at the beginning and just see how all of this breaks down with terry rogier driving to the lane we, we are going to break this all the way down this is going to be the definitive breakdown and can't nobody do it better than us. Period. Period. <laughs> you are you are on one today, sir. All right, Terry Rogier. He drives in the lane, and I think the first thing that I notice is just how useless Lou Williams is. As <laughs> he's he's out on the he's out right outside the the low post block. Yes. Supposedly trying to just contain Jalen McDaniels, that is crashing for a board, and and Lou Williams does nothing to box him out or nothing. anything uh, of, of the matter. Terry Rogier misses this layup. He falls down in the restricted area and Clint Capella. Yeah, he is there for a bit and Clint Capella. He thought he made it and Clint Capella goes all the way out of bounds. So nada. Here we are. Clint Capella almost saves himself before any problems come his way whatsoever by taking himself completely out of the play. But this is where hustling does you no good. No reason to hustle in a NBA basketball game. Just stay there. As Bobani Jones would say, we don't need another hero. But Clint Capella decides that I am the defensive anchor of this team. I'm going to come in and I'm going to try to block this shot after bogey. Right. So Mm -hmm. Terry Rozier misses the layup. Cody Zeller grabs the rebound, kicks it out to Miles Bridges, who's a couple of feet past the three-point line. Yes. Bogey goes out, and as you pointed out in pre-show, gives the worst closeout <laughs> ever, and Miles drives right by him. Like, like, <laughs> so, like here's the pro- Here's the whole thing with this. Like, I'm sitting there watching this. Is, like, it's just, like, Bogey knows he's got, like, Clint Capella's got his back. Like, I can give the worst closeout ever because I know that Clint Capella's back there, and he's going to erase anything, forgetting that, oh, yeah, this is Miles Bridges, and this is, mind you, in the midst of Miles Bridges being on an absolute tear. So that's the other thing I didn't understand about this, is, like, you know that Miles Bridges is going to do something because he's done it for quite a while, and yet what happens here gives the worst closeout. Uh, hold on. Let me put this. Put it this way: the worst non-Hornets closeout because the defense, the cl- defensive <laughs> closeouts for the Charlotte Hornets were not good. The worst defensive closeout non-Hornet category to lead to a catastrophe of the highest order. So Miles drives by him, right? Yes. Bogey doesn't provide any resistance. Miles drives right by him, and then he launches. Right? He gathers and launches. 
right in the middle of the restricted area and the and the free throw line. So pretty yes. far ways out to go off two feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he launches and then here's Clint Capella. Like I said, comes in from out of bounds, kind of leaves Cody Zeller after initially wanting to go there because big man on big man, of course. And then he goes straight up. Clint Capella tries to go straight up. He launches at the restricted area too, right outside of it. Hey, smart. Get out of the restricted zone. And then uh, the worst. Thing and happened. then Miles Bridges cocks it back all the way. And what I love on dunks, Nada, is when it has the appearance of you dunking on the way up, right? Because mm-hmm. so many people will dunk at the apex, and and I'm sure this is what Miles does. But sometimes you have the illusion of dunking on your way up, and you still rise even when you flush it down. And that's what Miles does to Clint. And as he comes down, he looks right at Clint and screams and Clint throws his head down, runs the other way, turns the opposite way, and then is just so ashamed of what had happened to him in this play. Look, I am glad that Clint Capella is still alive and still playing decent ball and everything else like that and still apparently talking. The only person he's not allowed to talk about is Miles Bridges for the way he, he just did him. So... I'm glad that Clint Capella got his life together and is making this playoff run because otherwise we just remember him as the guy that got baptized by Miles Bridges. He still may be known as the guy that got baptized by Miles Bridges. That's all I'm saying is at this point, I'm glad he's got his life together because otherwise that was a low point, dog. Like, don't try. Don't be a hero. (laughs) Don't be a hero. What also is great about this is a couple of player reactions. So LaMelo has a GIF because of this reaction, giving you a little shimmy, just like Trey Young did last night on three point line. He's happy. He's got a mask on, but you can tell by the eyes. He's smiling. Uh, One of the Martin twins can't tell him apart. (laughs) One of the Martin twins has his hands on the back of his head. Can't believe what happened. Uh, right. Devon. Yeah, that's a great, no, I didn't, I've never heard that before. That's excellent. Uh, Devonte Graham does the same thing. Devonte Graham does the same thing and he's watching it from afar. And then he just trots back on defense with both hands on the back of his head. And the best reaction is Terry because Terry, <laughs> as soon as this happens, <laughs> miles dunks it and Terry, he flinches. He's on the, he's on the opposite low post block. And he flinches as soon as Miles flushes it. And then he kind of shakes his head in disbelief more so than he's celebrating it. And then he just kind of walks back on defense, which isn't all that unfamiliar, but he just kind of <laughs> walks back on defense, just shaking his head like, man, I can't believe that just happened. So that's the breakdown of Miles Bridges giving us what is one of the moment of the year candidates. Go look that video up. It's pretty hilarious to see that Anthony Edwards, whatever you want to call the dunk of the year. Fine with me, but Miles certainly there and certainly a nominee for Hornets moment of the year. Thanks again to Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Thanks again to Miles Bridges for uh, providing us some enjoyment this season. We have a couple more segments to go. Let's continue to talk about the Hawks Let's. and compare them to the Charlotte Hornets. we got a couple of questions each of us did on Twitter about some Hawks Charlotte Hornets comparisons. We'll get to that next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a Funkmaster Flex. Shout out so to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend up to 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? The rockauto.com is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much? There's no reason to do so. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, your truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So I think we both got a couple of questions like this. I think I just yeah. got one. I know you've talked about it a little bit as well. Josh Graham. Shout out to Josh Graham. Yes, he did. Um, he asked you about the comparison, the blueprint of how the Hawks got to a position where they're upsetting the Philadelphia 76ers, and then they upset the Milwaukee Bucks in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. It's the first time that the Hawks have won an Eastern Conference Finals game since they moved to Atlanta from St. Louis. And we're discussing a team, Nada, that had reached it before, just yes. what, five years ago? Exactly. Um, and tore they it had that core built it, built it right back up. Yeah. So, so they had that core Millsap, Corver, Horford, Teague, Schroeder you know, did some stuff for them, right? Like we all know that roster. And then they decided to blow it up at some point because they just couldn't get past the clearly star studded teams. The Cavs had swept them two years in a row, one in the Eastern Conference finals, one in the second round before the Hawks could even get there. And clearly, you knew this is not a Hawks team. It's it's not faux talent. Uh, it's a fun team, but they didn't have any star to go up against those guys. Now they do. They, they get Trey Young immediately. The first year that the Hawks don't make the playoffs, they select Trey Young. And in the meantime, they get some picks back because of the Luka Doncic trade that the Dallas Mavericks had done. Um, with a couple of those picks and just other first round picks that they had, they're able to put some nice people around a Trey Young. Kevin Herter has shown up. Um, DeAndre Hunter was really good. He's not even playing for them right now because he's hurt. And DeAndre was really good this year. I like Cam Reddish and his future outlook, and he's had some awful efficiency numbers at times, but also he's had some nice stretches to make me believe in some talent that's there. Either way, they get some nice pieces through the draft, and they have some good signings with Bogey, who offensively was very good for them. Danilo Gallinari, one of the more underrated offensive players of the last decade, last decade and a half, mm -hmm. um, and still hitting shots at a high clip. Um, and you get Clint Capella who comes in and helps you a lot and, and, and kind of even somewhat has a career resurrection with the Hawks after kind of being, I don't know, I, cast aside, whatever. he just the, has a career resurrection. Tony and, and the need yeah. basically, because the big thing is like with Clint Capella, we, again, and this is something that we talk about. So we talk about sometimes we make too much of an overreaction to a really good team playing a center off the floor because the only team that he really couldn't be on the floor against was the Golden State Warriors of that time. Everybody else, he had to stay on the floor. And I think that's one that, like, we, there were too many overreactions to Golden State playing him off the floor. And I think, I wouldn't call it a career resurrection as much as it was D'Antoni and everybody else started tripping because the Golden State Warriors could do something else that no one else could. 
Well, yeah, and, and the Rockets, they wanted to go small, and, you know, Clint would be in the dunker spot constantly. It was the only, that was James Harden would drive. Clint, you just stay in the dunker spot and on defense. We're not going to ask you to guard on the perimeter because he doesn't really do a great job at that, but he can defend the rim at a decent level for sure. Um, very good level. And also, he's just a good, he, he is a, a nice spot he is in a nice position when he is in that dunk uh, dunker spot because he, he does uh, go for the lobs and stuff like that either way if you were to compare this to the charlotte hornets the hornets they got their star in lamello ball you know i you watch him facilitate you watch him understand the game offensively find guys in transition find guys in a half court set create opportunities for others lamello is a star I, I hope to see another year of consistent scoring for him, right? I hope that that shot isn't faux. I hope that he has, you know, another good year of shooting the basketball really well. I hope that continues, but you know, I feel pretty confident that it will. It, he is a little bit of a different player, you know, like Trey is an excellent shooter and also gets to the free throw line at a crazy rate and he hits does. all of his free throws. We will see that from Lamelo, but that's kind of the comparison, right? Hornets got their superstar. That's what was separating them from the Hawks. The Hawks have theirs and Trey Young. They also have nice pieces around them. You know, I got asked on Twitter about a John Collins, Miles Bridges comparison. And the way I think you compare those guys is both have athleticism. Yes. Both shot well from three pointer this year. John's done it twice now. Miles did it really this year. Um, John Collins is shooting 40% the last two seasons. Miles is really doing that just this last year. Both have had success shooting corner threes. Um, so that's kind of how you can do it with the effective uh, field goal percentage being at about 60. Hopefully Miles can provide that consistency as well. So maybe you could try to compare those guys. The, the Hornets don't have maybe you could have like Gordon Hayward's a better Danilo, right? Yes. Um, it, when he's healthy, better. far better. So better Danilo Gallinari, but they don't have the Kevin Herter right now. Yeah. You know, they don't have the Clint Capella right now. Cody, I think could do some different things that would help the Hornets, but they don't have the Clint Capella. There are a few pieces away, but my point is they've done the, the hard part. Not a, you know, I think the Hawks are a decent blueprint to follow. Absolutely. And the thing is like one thing I do not think we under, we undersell is they got the right coach. And Nate McMillan is a really, really good coach. The only reason we don't think Nate McMillan is a good coach is because of his playoff record. And I would go back and ask you, how many times was Nate McMillan the coach of the better team? There's a lot of this, even this season, where he hasn't had the better team, but he's had pieces that he can work on. He's worked around and he's won now. So there's that part too. But and just so that, and I do need to point out this coach thing because I've seen people start trying to make this make this thing about make it about JB and like, oh, they got the right coach in. The reason they fired Lord Lloyd Pierce is because they hated him. Please do the reading on that. There's an athletic story about how bad that whole Hornets that not Hornets team but that Hawks team hated hated Lord Lloyd Pierce. So. It's a little bit different, but they are the model. They're, and the funny thing is, with a couple of pieces, this team can take not necessarily a similar leap to where I'm saying with the right matchup, with everything, 
that they can be, I don't know, an Eastern Conference Finals team. But do I think they can be a top six seed if they do everything right this year? Yeah, I do. It's going to take a lot of luck, and it's going to take a lot of finessing. But it's also the reason why I keep saying this is the most important offseason in Charlotte Hornets history since they've come back, at least. Because the pieces are there. They do the right kind of spending. They add the right kind of players. Maybe a Daniel House on the wing. A couple of center, a couple of veteran centers. You do all of that. And I do, honestly do believe that you have a chance to do a lot with this te team going forward. So I do believe it's a very important offseason. I do think the Hawks are a very good model to follow after with all of this. Yeah, we'll see if the Hornets are able to make some of those decisions this offseason. We do have a mock draft in place right now. The Hornets in our Locked On Podcast Network mock draft have already made the selection at number 11. We are going to tell you what that selection is tomorrow. We thought yep. about doing it in the next segment, but we're actually going to do that tomorrow. We can talk about some guys that were available. Maybe we can even dedicate the entire show to a mock draft and what we would have done in each scenario. I will tell you, I am getting closer and closer to giving my draft rose out, and I might have already kind soon, of done it. Son. It's too soon. At, not for me. Uh, not a. The heart knows what it wants, oh, and no. I'm just telling you right now. I'm in that position right now, I'm and I cannot what help Pimp it. What would say about you, and it wouldn't be uh, nothing nice. Yeah, I, it, it wouldn't be. RIP Pimp C. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts promo code locked on speaking of pimp c he was featured in one of the top 10 songs listed by the ringer when they did an article on the top 100 songs of jay-z's career featuring the features that he's been on some of the best albums because it is the 25th anniversary of reasonable doubt Nada and I enjoy talking about Jay-Z and we enjoy talking about reasonable doubt so we are going to address that in the third segment that's coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is Locked on Hornets. I kicked the outlet past Doug and I let him run with it because you know what? He's going to do something that's going to be funnier than what I can do right now. I recognize <laughs> <Okay>. my limitations <laughs> and I'm going from there. Wow. That's a lot of that pressure. That was a lot of self-reflection within that teeing it up oh, for Doug. Man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Got a little dark there. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Uh, we did. We mentioned um, self self loathing yesterday, <laughs> and now we mentioned this. Not are you okay, buddy? We're gonna we're gonna talk through it. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Real quickly, before we address reasonable doubt, we have to address the game last night between the Hawks and the Bucks a little bit more. So a lot of Hawks yes. talk on this podcast, but playoff coverage, we got to give it to you. And we have tried to make it a little Hornet centric, but also just amazing what Atlanta has been able to do. And today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs or finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Not how much a chance you give the Hawks to win this series is this just a cute fun story in game one and then the Bucks gentlemen sweep them is this a 76ers Lakers a one finals type of thing or is this oh we've seen the Bucks have struggles before you need to stop playing with them do you, you again you've seen the first uh, you've seen the actually no it might have been the first Rocky where again um 
Apollo's trainer is trying to warn Apollo that, yo, this ain't an exhibition. This is a fight. The Bucks should realize this is a fight. They lost this game because they weren't sharp. Granted, Chris Middleton basically not being able to hit water from the ocean it is going to be a big reason why they lose. But there were a lot of things that happened that they basically need to stop. We're going to have to see a lot more Giannis at the five. You're going to have to use Brooke Lopez sparingly. And the one thing I just wonder about at this point is when is Bud going to stop doing these like Jeff Teague heat checks and putting him in the game when Jeff Teague doesn't belong on an NBA floor, much less belong on the floor in an NBA conference final. I'm sorry. You can't do that. So let's just, let's just, again, I, I want the Bucks to take this seriously. I want Bud to take this seriously because you know what? Just getting to the conference finals with Giannis when you have the better team is not good enough. Please get to the finals and then that way we can stop all of this because if Bud screws this up, all this falls back on Giannis yet again. And at this point, I don't understand why he's safe. And granted, at the time of this recording, Rick Carlisle has been hired by the Indiana Pacers. So that may cause Bud to exhale a little bit. But for me, I wouldn't because Terry Stotts is still out there. And if yeah. they don't make this, they, and quite frankly, if the Bucks do not make the finals, you have to fire Bud. I'm sorry. You, you can't. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, and, and this because think about it, it doesn't get better for them. Nope. You know, th this is this is the opportunity. Is you got lucky when Brooklyn was having to play James Harden without a hamstring and weren't playing Kyrie Irving. You didn't get Philadelphia, which Atlanta's awesome, and maybe Atlanta is the tougher matchup. You know, we can continue to discuss how Atlanta is this underdog story and they're nice, but maybe they are for real and Trey can catch fire from the perimeter better than anybody on Philadelphia. We've seen Seth Curry do that, but of course you're going with Trey facilitating. We know of a superstar that he is becoming. But yeah, like this you've got the Hawks. You probably have a Kawhi-less Clippers team mm -hmm. or Phoenix, which is probably going to happen because they go up two to nothing. And all of those teams are beatable by the Milwaukee Bucks way they more are. so than the other teams are going to face next year, presumably. Mm -hmm. So I, this is, this is their year. They've got to do it. Um, even if Rick Carlisle is off the market, Milwaukee would still fire, Bud. and real quickly as well, how crazy is this? I had a feeling Rick was going to go back home to Indiana, yes. right? He had two stints with the Pacers. He was Larry birds head assistant before taking the Detroit Pistons head coaching job comes back and then has a few years as Indiana Pacers head coach does a good job with them. Mm -hmm. I think the first losing season that he's, that he has, he's outed. Dallas picks him up and then they win the 11 uh, NBA finals. And then you've got um, Rick Carlisle staying there for the last decade before this year. The Luca problems, Rick Carlisle problems, all well documented. What's funny is I got a text from my dad yes. and he said, uh, my neighbor is coming back home because he used to live in our neighborhood oh, up geez. there in Indianapolis <laughs> as the assistant. In fact, I think he lived in the house after uh, me and my mom left for North Carolina, which is kind of crazy. So he's got ties up in Indiana. Yeah, pretty insane. Interesting. Um, so um, basically, this is our naked attempt. Rick Carlisle, come on, Locked On Hornets. Like, literally, this is a naked attempt. You better make this happen, mm -hmm. Walker. You better make I this mean, happen. I mean, dude, we lived in the same house, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. not at the same time. But if we lived in the same house, then I feel like yeah. you owe it to me to be on the podcast. Yes. Let's get to Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. I do not live in any kind of neighborhood that Jay-Z 
would be living in Neither at this I. point Don't along be. with Queen B. Yeah. Um, never will either, but hey, we can all dream. Reasonable Doubt, 25th anniversary, Nada. The Ringer did this list of top 100 songs, and it's really tough. They just released this like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I was doing other stuff, maybe like 45 minutes ago. So I took a quick glance at it. I didn't read every excerpt, but... Um, Reasonable Doubt, I think, had 11 of 14 songs from that album yes, on the list. It did. Uh, it makes pretty sense. clearly, pretty clearly the best album from Jay-Z, right? Man, no, 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 no. <sighs> You're going to say Blueprint. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's not better than Reasonable yes, Doubt, though. Like yes, you can is. you can say it's close no, and I will I, forgive no. you. Like, here's the thing. And, I, and this is where it's different for me. Reasonable Doubt what wasn't meant for pop charts blueprint clearly was blueprint was i'm gonna give you bars and i'm gonna give you that new sound that changed everything like say what you want about reasonable say what you want about reasonable doubt and i love reasonable doubt i think it's a close second and depending on the day walker i might have agreed with you <laughs> what i would say though is that when we talk about Blueprint, Blueprint changed how every album went forward. Like the soul sample came back in such a big way. Like, because you could say RZA started it, RZA did this and that. And I love RZA, but he's never been like the mainstream producer to do much. Once Kanye took the soul sample, once Kanye and Just Blaze took those soul samples, and made them commercial, it, it created a whole different beast. You didn't hear a song without a soul sample for at least seven years afterwards. Blueprint changed the paradigm of rap, and there are not very many albums that you can say that about. I would say that Reasonable Doubt is what put Jay, it, it certainly put Jay-Z on the scene. Oh, and I, dis also, I disagree with that. Well, yeah, and, and that helped and that helped have I think Reasonable Doubt's album helped Blueprint, though, within itself, give its success to it. Right. Like when you're talking about Reasonable Doubt, that's what Jay, that's what establishes Jay-Z. It's the first album that he releases and it's absolutely fire. And so when you put Blueprint out there after that, we're kind of expecting it and waiting for it to be so great. And it certainly was. Mm -hmm. But for me, when you just go down the list, you talk about the term no skips. I really don't. Like there's not anything for reasonable doubt that I'm sitting there and say, you know what? I'll just go ahead and skip this song. And Blueprint is great. Don't get me wrong. Blueprint's got but one song, though. That one song, and I know which one you're talking about. It's that blank jigga. Like that's <laughs> that's the one. That's the one song. That is the one song, and I'll give you that. But everything else is on point. Again, I'm not. Again, if you're gonna tell me all things are even, give me the genre changing album. Every single time, Walker. Every single time. What's the better cover? Is it the tip of the cap or is it smoking the stove? Ah, uh, see, I, I again, reasonable doubt hits me differently though. Like, I because again, this is how old I was. I was about to go. I was like 15, 16 going to the Copa, uh, Copa Cabana, and <laughs> go, again, it was a legendary club. I was part of Jack and Jill of America, and there are certain black folks that are listening to this and. It, and is basically going, oh, that explains everything about Kanata. So um, I was going to a, a youth dance at the Copa, and I had heard Reasonable Doubt for the first time, and I just remember being blown away. So there's a point, there's a point of me that loves and respects and just loves everything about Reasonable Doubt, but it didn't hit me like 
blueprint hit me. And the cover, like cover-wise, I'm going Reasonable Doubt. Album-wise, I am absolutely going Blueprint. The, the the only one, Dead Presidents, was number one on this Which list. Which I disagree with. I, I, That's on Reasonable Doubt. What are you saying is his best song all time? I think there's a part of me that thinks Can I Live is, is, is the best. Like the Isaac Hayes sample of... Um, the Isaac Hayes sample for that, it just the the rhymes, the the cadence, every like when we talk. So about you're saying another song on Reasonable Doubt is live? the best of all time. Can I Fine. Live? Okay. Can I live is best is the best, and then where I'm from is number t- it being number two on here is where I can't ar- like the top ten is something I'm like the songs themselves I'm not going to argue as those are the best ten J songs I'm never going to argue those. Those are clearly the best. The order is where maybe I have a little bit of a problem. Uh, and personally, I love Big Pimpin'. I would not put it in the 10. So you can also go with what is like the best five song list on an album, five track list, four, three, whatever. And I still would go reasonable doubt Ooh. over a over a blueprint because you can go however you want. I mean, there's multiple on reasonable doubt, right? Like you can go dead presidents feeling it the evils 22 twos and then can i live if you want to just go with that five song list on an album i mean that is all just oh my goodness gracious and i believe i don't think 22 twos was all on um was on the list the one gripe that i have right now mm-hmm. is like for with that list look these lists are created to make you argue oh, yeah. and so it's, it's kind of silly yeah. to get angry over it but also it's somewhat fun i just bring it on is one of my favorite Jay-Z songs of all time. Wow. And I don't know if I'm getting it mixed up with among the best and among the favorites, because I know there is a difference and sometimes I get mixed up between the two, but for bring it on to not be in the top 100 or listed in the honorable mention list. Really? I feel like that is a miss on the ringer uh, on the ringer staff for not putting that in there. Man, I don't who that's a, that's a tough one because um, I, wow. Bring it on. Didn't make it. I, I am kind yeah, of yeah yeah right like the, dude I mean I love it's one of my favorite Jay Z songs of all time does it mean it's one of the best it got to be top one hundred man I mean yeah, I, no, look I, if I maybe maybe you. you felt you were it, maybe you felt you were saturating the list with too much reasonable doubt but I would argue there is no such a thing just put the wait, whole wait, album wait, on wait, there wait. and then list it according here's how I know you have a point do you know what song made it number eighty seven on this list that clearly that? is not better than Bring It On the city is mine. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, look, no, they, no, no. I mean, they even had, uh, they had Kingdom Come, the song, <laughs> as an honorable mention. <laughs> I love Kingdom Come. As, like, secretly, I love Kingdom Come. I love the, I, I do love the, the way Bl- Just Blaze flips that um, Rick James sample. I'm not putting it on no top 100. That's a, that's a personal choice. I'm not admitting yeah. I love that in public. No, no, no. Well, and, and Lost One does need to be up there. It Lost was like one 99. Is, yeah. I, and, and that so that one needs to be up there. It's like the only song that I really care about off of that album. To me, that is clearly the worst of all of his dis- uh, discography. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, Reasonable Doubt. Wait. I will be listening to that today. Girls, girls, girls only made it to 97. Um, <laughs> Did you see the write up, though? Yeah, this. Wow, this hasn't aged well. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I what. don't care. Well, that's the problem because the whole the first verse on Bring It On certainly yes. does not age well whatsoever. But I felt justified in saying it should be on this list if you're going to put Girls, Girls, Wait, Girls up the there too. Wait, Death of Auto Tune made it. 
Oh, oh no, no, no. All right. No, no. Let, go, we should have done home. this had we actually looked at let, this. Let, let's, yeah, let's, we, let's go home. Let's go home. Because, let, let, all right. Let, that'll do this. it for Locked On Hornets before Nada blows a fuse. At least we got to talk about the dunk from Miles Bridges as one of the moments of the year. Thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate it. We're going to talk about the mock draft, the first one on the Lockdown Podcast Network tomorrow. The Hornets are picking 11th, of course, in reality and an alternate universe. Find out who we decided to select at number 11 tomorrow on that episode. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Oh man, change clothes too. Oh god, I'm gl- I'm done with this list. <laughs>